The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn from savvy, street-smart entrepreneurs how to make the leap from running a stressful business that's always putting out fires to leading a successful company that is innovative, productive, profitable. Now, here's Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving street-smart advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take their company, firm, or organization to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to create and grow great businesses that matter, those that do well and do good. I'm Marcia Zeidel, a smart moves coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. My motto is, if you do what you always did, you will get what you always got. Therefore, move outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. So let's start right now to bring some magic to your leadership and business with Marsha's Musings. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Make good decisions. Avoid bad consequences. Have you ever made a decision that seemed right at the time but did not turn out the way you expected? In a coaching session with a business owner who was dealing with a setback, I asked what she had learned. She answered honestly and with some regret. I wanted it to happen so badly that I didn't pay attention to the red flags that were right in front of me. Well, how to avoid this from happening to you? Well, most of our setbacks are not due to bad circumstances, but to bad decisions. We forget that a decision is an action that has consequences. It is a commitment of limited resources, whether time, money, reputation, manpower, that can, we never can get back. Here are three suggestions to help you pause the action button. First, slow it down. A quick decision isn't always the best decision. Get in the habit of asking, why do I or we have to make this decision right now? Who or what is pressing us to take action and why? What would happen if we waited? Two, let go. This may be extremely difficult because many leaders want to be in control. Yet, your staff may be in a better position than you in understanding the facts and circumstances. Three, Get support. Find a coach or colleague who can relate to your world. Ask yourself, who is able to fully comprehend the issues and the stress I'm facing? Who can help me see this problem 
or crisis or opportunity more clearly. So here's a smart moose tip. If you're in the midst of a major decision, take time to reflect and gain greater clarity. What kind of challenge or problem is it? Is it worth your time and energy? What's the worst and what's the best possible thing that could happen? Finally, pay attention to the red flags that are waving at you. Listeners, here's a resource for you. Four steps to good decisions or how to avoid decisions that turn into a nightmare. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Today's program, carrying out the theme of good decision-making, is government contracting, new growth opportunities for your business, federal, state, and local governments in the United States, as well as major prime contractors, comprise the largest market for products, services, and construction of all kinds in the entire world to the tune of $1.5 trillion annually. However, many small businesses are either unaware or afraid of putting their toes into this lucrative market and therefore miss many golden opportunities. My guest today is Charles Waldrop, Director of Government Contracting Small Business Development Center of North Texas, who will highlight ways that small businesses can get into the government game. A little more about the wealth of experience Chuck brings to the table. During a management and training career spanning 40 years, Mr. Waldrop has helped managers of hundreds of small businesses to significantly improve their organizations and win over $1 billion, that's $1 billion in contract awards from aerospace companies and government organizations. Welcome, Chuck. It's a delight to have you on the show. Well, I'm just thrilled to be here, Marshall. And look forward to a good discussion about government contracting. Well, you, you know, Chuck, I, you're the first person I've had on the show for government contracting. And, I'm, and I must say I know very little about it, and I have not taken advantage of it. So I am so pleased because not only are you helping me, but you're helping the other folks who are listening. So let's just start, you know, get right into it. And let me ask you this. Uh, why are so many small businesses reluctant to get into government contracting when the opportunities are so vast? Well, one, one of the major things is paperwork. They're mm-hmm. afraid that getting in with the government will be so time-consuming and so much red tape that they really won't uh, recover any profits or have any, uh, you know, good markets uh, and they might as well waste their, they're going to wait, just waste their time on uh, doing business with the government. And uh, I think that's part of it is just an image that people have heard how difficult it is and also, you know, how, uh, how much time it takes. Well, you know, I ha- I'm one of those that have that perception. 
and um, it's born out of you know the what's you know what you hear from other people as well as some experience I've had when I have um, uh, applied for RFPs and um, you know it, it was just an amazing amount of, of paperwork so. What, you know, so we have a perception and some people have a, a sense of reality. How can you contradict that? I mean, why, what is, why is it easier now? Is it easier now and why is it easier? Well, one of the things is that the government itself understands the problem that we're talking about as far as small businesses doing business. And so they have actually funded a number of organizations, including my own, to provide assistance, uh, we say, at no additional cost because you already pay for us through your taxes. And so our job is to help you be uh, more efficient in government contracting and actually be like a facilitator or kind of your comrade if you go through the process. And so we work with our clients uh, at all stages of the process. And and uh, we try to help them avoid those mistakes that you were talking about earlier regarding the de- uh, decision-making and things of that nature before they make them. Right, and that's why I had that musing. I, I purposely... Um uh, chose that uh, because uh, this is decision making. It's decision making on many different levels. Um, so, so now that you've said that the government realizes that this is a problem and has established organizations like yours and funded organizations like yours to make it easier, um, so let's move on to. Um, you know, you have such a ex- wealth of experience. Can you share some of the major hurdles small businesses face when trying to enter the government arena? What can entrepreneurs do to overcome these? Well, one, of, one of them is bonding, particularly in construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, many small businesses don't have the credit or don't have the financing that they need in order to finance a government contract, which could take several months. So, one of the things that we try to do, the uh, Small Business Development Center uh, right here in my building, uh, the Dallas Small Business Development Center and others around our area are there to help them you know, do a business plan, get marketing assistance, get financing that they need, and uh, then we can work with them on the government side to help them plug into the right markets. In other words, be educated. Uh, don't go into it with rose-colored glasses and assume it's going to be okay. In other words, plan from the beginning your strategy and have focus. So many small businesses try to do eight or ten things at once, and it just doesn't work. So we try to help them plug into the best markets that they have strength in already. Uh And that increases their chances significantly. We have a lot of research, market research, that we can help them see which government agencies buy the most uh, material or products or services of their of their uh, business, and mm-hmm. we can also help them uh, look at the different forms. We go over the bids with them to determine which bids might be uh, the best opportunity for them. Also, we start them small, just like anything else. If you start out small, 
and build the reputation slowly. You'll get some cash flow. You'll get reputation as a reliable contractor, and then other agencies will be more eager to do business with you. Well, I want to go back to, to two things you said earlier. Um, one is, I know, uh, yes, you are, because I'm Dallas-based, I, I reached out to you um, and because you're Dallas-based, but I want to make sure that our listeners know that there are uh, SBDC's offices throughout the country. Am I correct on that, Chuck? Yes, there's about, there's about 1,000. Wow. And a good number of them, like my office, is a specialty center. So we work only with government contracting. And around the country, probably there's another 100 SBDCs who have government contracting as part of their services. In addition, the Defense Department funds an organization called the Procurement Technical Assistance Center. And they are similar to who we are. We work very closely with the one here in Dallas. And they are also available to uh, provide that same kind of assistance. So between the SBDCs and the PTACs, as we call them, uh, there's many, many resources to help the small business be successful. Well, one of the problems, I think, or challenges, let me put it in challenges, in working with the government is the anacronyms that you use. So can uh, you just use, and I try to write it down, PTAX. Can you explain that a little more? What does that mean? Um, um, what does it stand for? Um. Say that, say that again, ma'am. I'm sorry. I think, I think you said PTAC, so you're talking about the... Oh, okay. These, the Small yes. Business Development Center is, is a uh, network of a thousand centers around the country. Right. They are okay. funded by the Small Business Administration. And right. then in our case, in the state of Texas, the state funds a good bit of our, of our uh, program costs. In other parts of the country... There are also the procurement technical assistance centers, which are usually uh, involved, like with the university mm-hmm. or with an economic development organization. The Defense Department, in that case, funds part of their budget, and then the other part comes from local sources. So we provide training and counseling for businesses in this field where we actually go through proposals with them mm-hmm. step by step. We help them in verifying that they've signed all the proper paperwork, that they've put it in the right order. In other words, we try to be a handholder in a sense, but also we want to build their confidence so that as they start small, they will be able to grow in knowledge as well as in dollars of revenue. And uh, I, I always tell our small businesses, don't put all your eggs in the government basket anymore. And in the commercial basket, have right. a good, round, well-rounded base of, of customers, government and commercial, because, you know, you never know how the economics are going to go. And uh, we've had some significant success stories over the years that I've been here where clients started out in a very small level and are now uh-huh. Uh-huh. doing significantly, you know, have grown, you know, 10, 20 times. Well, you know, you. Uh, I wanted to get back to one other thing you said because we're going to be taking a break in about two minutes. Um, 
because you said some and one of the problems with businesses is they don't have they're trying to focus on eight to ten things, which is too many. Um, yes. And so, what do you do when someone comes in here and ha- into your office and has, oh, I want to do this and this and this and this and this? How do you bring them down to reality? What do you say to them, or what do you? How do you help them? Well, one of the things I do is I tell them about past businesses who have come in with their particular, uh, you know, lack of focus, and I explain that many businesses will fail going in because they don't have a clue as to what they really want to do. Mm-hmm. The best thing is to find your business, your market, but make sure that there's a market for what you want to sell to the government as well as commercial companies. Like if you want to sell buggy whips, you're probably not going to do too well. Uh, so make sure that there's a market for your product or service. Secondly, are you skilled? Do you have the expertise to uh, provide this on a regular basis? Thirdly, do you have the commitment and enthusiasm mm. to make it go because it's going to take a lot of hours. This is your livelihood. And, you know, you can't just sit back and uh, do your nine-to-five number. It's not going to work. And uh, so all those things are important. And then the focus becomes a result of all that. The focus mm-hmm. becomes, you know, what do I do well and what, mm. does, what does the market want? Well, uh, that I think that's a great time because we are going to take a short break. Um, I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Chuck Waldrop, talking about government contracting, new growth opportunities for your business. You're listening to the Business Edge on Voice America Business Channel. In the next segment, Chuck will be telling how the government is making the playing field more level for small, minority-owned, and veteran entrepreneurs. So stay tuned. There's a science for building a successful business. The number one requirement is that you have a management system that controls all its moving parts. Without the system, your business is disorganized. Your quality is inconsistent. Your customers complain. With this system, your business is transformed into a finely tuned machine that is innovative, productive, profitable. Sign up now for the Manage Hub Quick Start Workshop. It's completely free, and you'll get instant access to Manage Hub software, training, and support. Go from stressful to successful. Visit MarciaZeidel.com. That's M-A-R-C-I-A-Z-I-D-L-E.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. 
Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach, at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn, G L E N, at InspireNexus.com. There's a saying if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. You're tuned into the Business Edge with Marsha's Idol. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to the Business Edge. Welcome back to the Business Edge. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to grow great businesses that matter, those that do good and do well. My guest is Chuck Waldrop, Director of Government Contracting of the SBDC of North Texas, talking about um, what you need to know about government contracting and what opportunities and great opportunities are there for your business. And so, um, it, you know, in the first segment, we talked about um, why uh, many small businesses are not not getting into government contracting because they think that it's going to be too time-consuming and too much red tape, and that's not the case at all. And then what are some of the hurdles uh, that sm- small businesses face? And, and one in particular is to make sure you're focused and also that um, you've done your marketing research to make sure you have a market for it. So now, Chuck, we're going to move on to um, the next thing, which is uh, despite the barriers, what are some ways governments at all levels are seeking to make the playing field more level for small, minority-owned, and veteran entrepreneurs? What's the government doing these days? Okay, well, one thing, the federal government has what they call goals that Congress establishes by law. And they mm-hmm. say all federal agencies are to work toward meeting these goals each year. For example... Mm-hmm. They say that all federal agencies should strive for a 23% goal of to small minority and women-owned businesses. Uh, so basically, the federal government spends about $500 billion a year. So if you multiply that by approximately 25%, which they actually are making now, you can see that that's a good chunk of change. And so the Congress, you know, every year the agencies are to report to Congress how they're doing. Mm. They also establish goals for their prime contractors. The prime contractors who get, say, a, a, you know, a billion-dollar contract, they're required as part of their uh, subcontracting plan to tell people how, how uh, they're going to meet, you know, what goals are they going to set for small business. Okay, so that's one level. 
Mm-hmm. Now, on the, on the federal and on the local scene, each federal agency has what they call an office of small and disadvantaged business. And mm-hmm. those offices are the gateway for the small business to get into the agency. So there's a small business representative, and we can help our business clients or these other organizations can help their business clients to access those folks. A good way is to go to trade shows, and there are mm-hmm. trade shows all over the country that small businesses can go to and meet with these representatives of government agencies and also buyers. And uh, and then, of course, the government, you know, reaches out. The SBA, we're part of the SBA as far as the funding. We get together all types of joint events every year. We uh, went to Texarkana last year, last week, and had a, a really good attended uh, trade show. And we had, you know, many businesses connected with government agencies. So. We're really trying to make sure that people know about the opportunities and that the federal government, the state and local all want to really have a good share of small minority and women-owned businesses. And the buyers are actually measured partly on their uh, achieving the goals that are set. And, uh, you know, so those are some of the major ways. Uh, we do a major event every, every August here in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area where, you know, we have, one year we had a 1,000 attendees of that. We had so many small businesses and, you know, maybe a couple hundred government agencies and and, uh, assistance organizations exhibited. And so these are the kinds of things that the government's doing to uh, promote small business participation. Well, one of the things I want to reiterate and make sure the listeners know that that in their own city, in their own area, these things happen as well. We just, be, you know, Chuck is just talking about what's happening in the Dallas and 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 uh, Northeast Texas area, but it's all over. Oh, Correct. It is. Yes. Um, and if they wanted to find out. Uh, about what, you know, about the trade shows or what's happening? Um, should they go to their local SBDC or, or is there someplace else that they need to go as well? The best source to go would be to the local PTAC, and they, the Procurement Technical Assistance Center. Oh, and that's what I wanted to, uh, PTAC. Can you say that slowly? What does that procure- sound? <laughs> procurement, procurement Technical Assistance Center. Ah, technical assistance. Uh, now I got it. Okay. <laughs> and, it, and they and we do the same thing. So I, I promote them along with us because, you know, uh, we have uh, a synergy because we all want the same thing to have the small business be successful. Right. And, and so, you know, uh, we're a team. <laughs> you know, it's almost what you... If, What I'm getting from you, and I want to move on to the next question, but what I'm getting is there is a lot of help out there. You 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 and and go and find it, and um, you can start making money by (laughs) by getting the help that's out there for you. So let's move on. Let's say I'm a small um, business, um, or even a you know a veteran entrepreneur. 
Um, when approaching a government customer, who or what office should be the first point of contact? Who should I? Go, where should I go, or who should I contact? Okay. Well, first you come to an organization like us, the Small Business Development Center, or mm-hmm. a PTAC who does mm-hmm. this sort of thing, and so we will meet with you and see your interests, see your history. Have you done business with the government before, for example? Do you have a profitable business? If you're still in a first stage, like in your first six months or a year, and you're not making a profit, the government really isn't going to do a contract with you, most likely because they're not confident that you can deliver the goods. So the best thing to start out, we will get with you, give you an orientation class, which we do every month, and centers like us do, and then we we will have you fill out a little assessment form to uh, see where you're at in your business. And if we think you need a little more seasoning, we will send you next door to the SBDC. And this is to get you more customers, to get you some more revenue. Because mm-hmm. again, you need strong, uh, you need some good cash flow in order to uh, show government agencies that you're capable of doing a contract. Another thing is you go for those smaller contracts starting out. That way you'll get some cash flow and you'll gain credibility. And so all those things we promote, and we don't send a guy out there into the big government uh, contracting arena unless we feel he's procurement ready. That's what we call it. Procurement ready is ready to go out and be an effective government contractor. And so, like I say, well, maybe you want to start with a school district. That's a good way to start. And uh, go show, maybe you're a landscaping company, for example. Mm-hmm. Go, do, go do a contract for the school district and build up, again, revenue, reputation, and you'll, then you've got some good references, good customer base. And uh, then grow. You know, you don't have to do business with the federal government immediately. You can do business locally, and some businesses do just local government customers. And that's perfectly fine. Uh, You know, it's all green, all the revenue. (laughs) Doesn't matter who's the customer. So, you know, the state government here in Texas has a tremendous program also for small businesses who want to do business. If you're a minority or a woman-owned business, you have a particular, uh, I won't say advantage, but it's another tool that you have. You can get a certification, okay, of your status, and uh-huh. uh, they'll, you know, they w- that will give buyers another incentive to do business with you. Now, you're not just because you're a minority or a woman-owned doesn't mean you're going to get a contract by default. It means mm-hmm. you've got to prove yourself as a good contractor first, and oh, by the way, my status is another advantage to the government agency. So, you know, all these things come into play. Uh, you know, and, and this is, you know, great information about, you know, um, what you need to do and where do you go. And um, and, and I think the, the key point here is start small 
uh, get some under your belt, get your cash flow going, and then go for the bigger fish. So, uh, Chuck, can you uh, provide one or two examples of firms you've worked with who have broken into the government market with great success? I had a client, uh, well, he's still my client, who uh, started out as a $2.5 million business, and now he's a $40 million business. That's about 10 years ago. And I had another client the same way. He was a half-million-dollar business. Now he's a six- or seven-million-dollar business. So, you know, these guys did the work. We helped them focus and go in the right direction. You know, it's, it's, on, it's their success. We don't pretend that it's our success. But, of course, when they do well, then we do well because our bosses who fund us keep funding us. <laughs> so it's in everybody's interest to uh, you know have their success. Now this year our clients are going to are going to make over 100 million dollars with the government. Wow. The first wow. time we've ever broken that record. And we're excited about that because they are growing in the contract size also. It's not just a number of client or you know dollars, it's also more clients doing, you know, better making larger contracts. Because we've worked with them and trained them and helped them obtain, you know, the skills to bid on the right contract. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they've done extremely well done within a reasonably short time. Well, going back to your two examples, um, one was started out two and a half million and grew to forty million, uh, and then the other one, uh, which grew to six to seven million. Uh, uh, we have uh, several more minutes left. Um, can you talk about what you actually did? Let's go, you know, for the first one, the two and a half million up to forty million. What, what did? What? How did you help them? If you can give you some examples of that. Well, first of all, he was a Native American, okay, mm-hmm. which really helped him. And what he did is he got what they call an A day. A designation from the Small Business Administration. And so that's a nine-year marketing program where the government gives him a lot of assistance in uh, finding contracts that have been set aside for that type of business, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, so he got some real good contracts. He actually got some sole source contracts in his first couple of years that really vaulted him up in his sales and gave him some cash flow. The second thing that happened to him is we helped him get on a GSA schedule. The GSA schedule is an open schedule that allows you to go market your business to different government agencies, and the prices and conditions are already set. And so that was the second thing. And then he started generating uh, sales through that. And the last thing was we helped him to get a... uh, a million-dollar line of credit uh, working with our center next door. He got a million-dollar line of credit from a local bank that allowed him to use contract as collateral. And then he got a Motorola distributorship, Mm. see, because he sells radios and communications gear. And so between all those things, he's just every year grown by leaps and bounds. the other guy, it was more, he got in the 8A program also, and that was a big help to him. And the most important thing I think we did 
to help him was we helped him expand his vision. Uh-huh. I, my, my counselor said to him, don't you see where you could be a million-dollar business? And this company was about 30 years old, and they were like maybe a $300,000 business. Very good company, family-owned, and just really uh, top-notch. But they had never envisioned that they could be a million-dollar company. Mm-hmm. But we gave them or we gave them that encouragement, and then they started doing more strategic planning and thinking, and they got that 8A designation. And you know, right now they're doing the VA clinic over in the Fort Worth. They actually are, you know, doing all the janitorial services for that clinic, which of course requires a high degree of you know, sanitation and all that. Sure, sure. Well, these are really great examples of how you've helped um, the companies. And I think that you help them not only with the tech, what I call the technical stuff, which is, uh, you know, filling out forms or where to go or everything, you know, or, um, uh, you know, what agencies that you can work with. But I think you, you, what you said is you expanded their vision. And I think that is something that is really wonderful what you're doing. Um, and, and, and you're contributing not only to the, to them, but also to the economic development of the area. So, um, Listeners, it's time for a short break. I'm Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Chuck Waldrop talking about government contracting, new growth opportunities for your business. Um, you are listening to the Business Edge on Voice America Business Channel, and um, stay tuned. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the smart moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach, at glenn at inspirenexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn. G-L-E-N at InspireNexus.com. There's a science for building a successful business. The number one requirement is that you have a management system that controls all its moving parts. Without the system, your business is disorganized. Your quality is inconsistent 
your customers complain. With this system, your business is transformed into a finely tuned machine that is innovative, productive, profitable. Sign up now for the Manage Hub Quick Start Workshop. It's completely free, and you'll get instant access to Manage Hub software, training, and support. Go from stressful to successful. Visit MarshaZidle.com. That's M A R C I A Z I D L E.com. You're tuned into the Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to the Business Edge. Welcome back to the Business Edge. I'm Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to grow great businesses that matter, those that do good and do well. My guest is Chuck Waldrop, Director of Government Contracting of the SBDC of North Texas, talking about government contracting and the new gr- and the op- growth opportunities for your business. Um, and at the last segment, uh, Chuck went into in quite a bit of detail about what if this is the first time you are uh, um, uh, seeking this kind of information, uh, uh, who and what, who you need to go to and who's your first point of con- contact and what, what are the things that you can expect um, from uh, your visits to an SBDC or a PTAC or one of the other places. And then he provided examples, two examples of companies that he has worked with over the years and how they have grown. And so now I'd like to um, really start, you know, uh, doing a little deeper dive um, so that the listeners could get further, you know, further assistance. Uh, So what kinds of help um, organizations like yours, the government contracting of SBDC and others, how do they, what do they provide to help navigate these sometimes dangerous waters? Um, and, and also, what are the costs? Okay, well, the uh, assistance we provide is that we start out and make sure that you come at it from a position of strength. Mm-hmm. In other words, that you have a strong business that's going to be successful and maximize your chances for success in the government arena. And we do that by assessing where you're at at the beginning. And then if we feel you're ready, we'll move you forward and give you a lot of assistance. If we think you need some more seasoning or a little bit more work, we're going to suggest that you go to one of our other SPDCs and get some more marketing assistance and help mm-hmm. you build up your customer base and your profitability and so forth. Uh, once we feel you're ready, we call you procurement ready, we mm-hmm. are going to help you identify your particular market. We're going to help you identify what you know one or two or maybe three products you want to go after at the, at the beginning. And remember, what we want to do first is get you cash flow coming in the door. That's the most important. We don't want you to put out a lot of money to, uh, you know, start this up and not have any cash flow. 
<laughs> so that's one reason why we try to start you out smaller with contracts because you'll generate cash flow. Sure. Aside from good reputation. We work with you to identify your market. Is your market a city, a, a, a school district, and local, the local uh, arena, or is it maybe a state or federal agency? And that just varies by your interests, by your, uh, you know, where you, where you feel comfortable. So we will help you with a number of databases that we have to help you identify, you know, which bid opportunities are out there, which contracts are going to be coming up for, you know, uh, competition in the next year, so that you might want to bid on some of those. We will help you identify uh, ways in which you can go use the databases effectively to find bids that will be, you know, you'll be comfortable with, you want to bid on. We will help you in preparing the bid so that you don't miss signing the different forms and things of that nature. So all these things go into this process. And then once you get the contract, we will help you through the process. If you Mm -hmm. have difficulty with the government agency or whoever you're dealing with, we'll help you kind of mediate that. Or if you have problems getting paid, sometimes we get involved. (laughs) So all these things are part of this process. The cost to you is is basically uh, your taxpayer. So you pay taxes, and we say there's no added cost to you. Don't go out and spend $5,000 on a government contracting consultant who promises you the moon, and you end up with nothing. We'd rather have you start out, work with us. We're not going to charge you anything for our counseling services because they're paid for by the government. There are some uh, reasonable charges, maybe $50 or so, for some of our training uh, workshops because we give you a lot of really valuable information, and mainly it's to cover the cost of the materials and the time that went into preparing them. But it's a real, it's not, we're not out to soak you with $500 workshops or something. Our job is to get you the information you need. And so, you know, the cost is really not a factor because we want to make the information available. Because, if, again, if you do success, if you're successful, that's our, you know, we can hold that, our head up and say we did our job. You know what I was going to say? What comes to my mind is what a deal. (laughs) What a great deal. Everyone should be out there. um, uh, uh, Listeners calling, going to your SBDC, calling them, because this is something where not only do you get good information and good counseling, but it's not going to cost you much at all. So, you know, I want to, you know, the last question that we have um, is, and I think this is important, is what prospects do you see ahead for small businesses wanting to do business with government agencies and prime contractors? You know, is there opportunity? Um, and then I'm going to add something else, which is curious, and maybe it has an effect and maybe not, but with the upcoming election, does it really matter who's the president? Will things stay the same or will things be different? Well, I don't know if I want to comment on the next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's go to the first but anyway, question. The, yeah. The, uh, okay. The, uh, the government's commitment to small business 
is not going to change whoever is elected president. Right. <laughs> because a small business is very popular. It's a, it's a bipartisan. It's one of the few bipartisan issues that are left. Small <laughs> businesses are the uh, backbone of our job creation. They're mm-hmm. the backbone of our uh, new inventions. And, you know, like the helicopter, for example, was invented by a small business. Uh, mm. So by helping you as a small business, we're just helping our country. It's mm. really a, a service. That's how we feel. You know, I've been doing this uh, for like 30 years, helping small business, and I love it. I view it as a ministry. And mm-hmm. you guys, uh, when I come, a person comes in and says, gee, five years ago, you remember me? And I look at them, <laughs> and they say, gee, you know, I say, well, I, I think I do. And they said, oh, you helped me turn mm-hmm. my business around and this and that. I mean, that feels really good. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so... This is a labor of love for us, okay? And I don't mean to be dramatic, but if we can help you achieve your dream and you're not going to pay a whole lot for our services, it's going to basically cost your time, your effort. Uh, then we were successful. So uh, I will give you if, you, if you have something to write with, okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. give you two websites, Okay. okay. Is that mm-hmm. all right? That's oh. fine. Yes, go well, right ahead. Both of them is, of course, www. The first one is A-P-T-A-C. That's A-P-T-A-C dash U-S dot O-R-G. Mm-hmm. And the second one is A-S-B-D-C dash us dot org the first one is the website for all of the procurement technical assistance centers around mm-hmm. the country so you can go and look under your state and find the one closest to you and so they can help you in your area with all the services involving government contracting the second one is the website for the, the Small Business Development Center Network. And, of mm-hmm. course, my organization and others who do the government contacting are in there. So you can get the help both from the point of your business startup, getting your business plan, getting financing, getting marketing help, and so forth, as well as assistance in areas such as our you know, government contracting, international business. I mean, there's all kinds of services this network provides. So these are organizations that you pay for through your taxes. So use our services. And I can tell you from going to various conventions and things, you know, over the years, this community is dedicated to you. That's why we're there. We're not in this job to get rich, because trust me, you don't get rich in this job. <laughs> we're, we're in this job because we care about the small business entrepreneur. And the Small Business Administration, you know, uh, some people complain about it, but they are also a very dedicated uh, source of assistance for small businesses and the government contracting and other fields. And we also have, of course, SCORE, which mm-hmm. is the Service Corps of Retired Executives, 
and they mm-hmm. can help in many ways, in many uh, areas too, to uh, you know help uh, small businesses as they're starting up, particularly. So all those resources are there, and I'm excited to share this with you because you know you are not alone. The last thing I'd like to share with you, mm-hmm. Mark, you can sum up. I had a client in San Diego years ago who I brought in. He was a magician. And this <laughs> magician wanted to do business with the government. If there's any client that you would think would not be the you know a candidate for government contracting, it would be probably a magician. Mm-hmm. This guy was very dedicated, so we worked with him, and he got two contracts totaling $550 through magic shows for the kids of the Navy and Marine Corps at Christmas time. So we basically say, if a magician can get government work, you probably can too. So, you know, we'll work with you, whatever your business is. Uh, Some it's harder, some it's easier, but we're here to help you in any case. Well, I want to, you know, thank you so much, Chuck, because not only do you bring a wealth of experience and knowledge, but what I've gained from you when we met personally and now um, uh, during this interview is that you really care about people. And that is what's driving you and what drives many of us who are in the helping profession. So I want to thank you so much. And if people want to contact you, you know, what might be a good way to contact you, either telephone or email? Okay, my uh, my uh, phone here is 214-860-5841. Mm-hmm. I'm at Dallas Community College. And uh, my... Uh, my email is uh, c.waldrop, that's W-A-L-D-R-O-P, at, it's D-C, C-C-D, dot E-D-U. So that's one D, three C's, one D, dot E-D-U. E-D-U. Well, thank you again, Chuck. And now... Um, let me talk about next week's program to bring more magic to your leadership and business. It is diversity as a business strategy. My guest, Telvin Jeffries, a global human resource expert, states that not only are we in a global market where we must compete with people of different cultures and backgrounds, but also we must recognize that the United States is now a highly diverse country with people who have considerable economic power. The real question that leaders and uh, owners have to ask themselves are, um, how can we take advantage of the intellectual and creative ability of the diverse talent? Learn how successful companies are leveraging these diverse groups as employees, consultants, and vendors. Tune in May 13th at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Here's a smart move tip for your week. Hunt elephants and not stomp ants. Every day, go after your high payoff priorities. Minimize the time spent on stomping ants, those tasks that give you a quick kill and a higher body count, but don't put much meat on the table. Are you an elephant hunter or an ant stomper? Here's how to find out. 
Let's do a productivity audit. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Seidel, the Smart Moves Coach and Speaker, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. Remember, to be successful, you must get outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach. Join us again next Friday, noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make the leap from a stressful to a successful business. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.